excited to take on this um, spiritual this, journey and well this experience for sure to to share about uh-huh. random stuff so I was yeah. like what the hey let's give this a shot yeah that that's it for me so I mean I, I, I understand that you guys are feeling a bit shy right now it's 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 normal so, I mean, it's when, when I started doing podcasting myself, I started basically, I was like, all right, so what am I going to name it? So I, the original name of the podcast was actually The Roundtable. Uh, so I, I keep telling the story quite a lot, but essentially what happened, Zeshan and Anna, was that um, I started the podcast with uh, Aris. Aris is a lovely Turkish friend of mine. Uh, Zeshan knows him. Uh, he used to be your previous roommate, right? Yeah. We used yeah. to live together, and then there's small the world. There's a history. There's a little bit of a backstory, but um, it's another interesting thing to share about. We're, like we're gonna we're gonna get to that. So essentially, the the name of the podcast was actually the round table, and the idea behind the round table was that all right. So Aries is from Turkey. I'm from Greece. So Turks and Greeks, uh, we're always fighting, right? So we decided one day to make a round table, but we were like, okay, so what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about, I don't know, what, what divides us or what brings us together? So that's how we started the round table. It was like, okay, so we're going to bring Greeks and Turks together and we're going to talk. And we gathered quite a lot of people. Like we, it was like 300 people who were listening live on the podcast, but then it was like hosted publicly on Twitter spaces. So anybody, I mean... This is how Twitter works, right? Like, if I start, you know, um, a live session with Zession, then your followers get a notification that Zession is live with me, for example, right? So they would just come in and join and talk and blah, 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 blah. So it was originally called the Roundtable. We, we brought like 300 nice. different yeah, Greeks, Turks, and, and, and we started talking about that. And what happened in the end was like we had, let's say, a massive type of turnaround and people were like... Like an audience, yeah. So that's how we started. Now, I, well, you know, Iris is quite busy in his real life, so he didn't have the time to do that. So I was like, all right, so let's fuck it up and let's completely (laughs) change the name. And we moved to the timeout. So I'm actually, you know, I'm happy to have you guys with me. Uh, Zeshan, we met some time ago, you and I. It's pretty cool because um, you never know, like, you go out in the world and you're living your life and stuff and then you bump into some random person out of, like, fuck nowhere, <laughs> pretty much. And then you just get to know someone and then we talk, we talk, and then coming back to Harris, 
which was like a small world. Talking to Harry, it was just like, okay, cool. You're an interesting human being. There's a lot that I want to learn from you. But there's still a lot that I want to contribute. And then you were like, yeah, I do a podcast. How would you like to be on the podcast? And I'm like, cool, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. do let's it. Do what it. do I have to lose? Um, so this is new to me, but it feels pretty awesome to... I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty new to me. Like for example, um, a, a big part of my life has been uh, I've been this kind of socially awkward person where I I would essentially hide behind my posts and comments and whatever. But like, however, though, it's like I I always wanted to come up and actually start talking and providing. I don't know, not lectures because that's something massive which I'm not yet there. Yeah, not a lot of people like uh, lectures. Yeah, but I, I was like, uh, how can I do something which is going to take me out, out of my comfort zone of actually staying away and not talking about various subjects? So I started basically doing this kind of little podcast. And there you came. So tell me a little bit more about you because, I mean, I know you, but, well, you know, nobody else knows you in, that case, in, in, in terms of, let's say, the viewers in that sense. Or so. so actually, I would love to share a lot about myself, but you said something that was interesting, and I think... This also needs to be spoken about. It's mm. like getting out of your comfort zone. Mm. And we do have Anna here with us. Yes. And I see her a little bit too comfortable in said comfort zone. <laughs> so uh, I would, I would kind of like this to transition into an opportunity where people get to know you and uh, you take a step out of your comfort zone. No pressure. Well, Anna, no, no pressure. Anyway, like, like, I mean, ignore the microphone for a moment. It's like you're talking to two friends right now. If you don't like this, we're not gonna publish it. No, you no, 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 no. It's okay. No, it's no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm so, excited about this experience. Anna, so I, so a little bit. Uh, I just met Anna, so we know each other roughly for like an hour, pretty yeah. much. So <laughs> pretty much. Anna and uh, apparently Zeshan and I, we all work for the same company. I'm not gonna mention the names and all that. Nah. However, though, you told me that you speak six different languages. So let's get a little bit to your background for a moment. So you are from? I'm from Romania. Romania. I was born and raised there. And there is where I um, learned uh, in school, like English and French. So those are like, I didn't really choose to. Um, and then life brought me to Greece, where I learned Greece and Italian. Uh, you, so you didn't speak Italian, but you learned Italian. In Greece. In Greece. <laughs> Okay, yes. that, 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 that's a curveball. Um, yes, and uh, while I was still a kid, I learned Spanish because uh, while staying with my grandmother, she was wa watching those um, Latin American um, telenovelas. Ah, nice, telenovelas. So there's how I learned Spanish. But yeah, there are pretty similar languages, so it's not like a really big deal. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so you, you learn basically... Uh, hold on a second, people. We're we seem to be having a technical difficulty here. But anyway, so you you speak like six different languages right now. Four on a daily basis. Four on a daily basis. Workplace where I live and um, people I know. <laughs> and and the crazy thing about people. Sorry, I'm butting in here. The crazy thing about people that speak multiple languages mm. 
is it subconsciously gets so hard to stick to one so like you can switch transition into english french italian spanish and you make a new language okay. which is not english french spanish italian mm-hmm. it's a mix <laughs> it's, of all but it's so beautiful though but do you know what, what's actually the, the the hardest part of me because i i happen you know just like every other european and balkan person who speaks multiple languages I happen to speak a few myself, not not as many as you, but I, I happen to speak Albanian, Greek, a little bit of German. And, and by the way, he's pointing at Anna. And yeah. I'm pointing at Anna. For, for those of you. So <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about it is that what annoys me the most is when I forget words in every single language. You know when you have that word in your in the back of your head, but you look like, fuck, what was it? It's worse when you can remember in a language that is not even related and then people look at you like, she's Romanian. Why is she saying that word in Italian and she can't remember Greek? Like, I mean, what? Uh, yeah, it happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> might happen. <laughs> so I remember a word in a language that is not even related. <laughs> like, there's so many times that while I'm here in Greece, because I speak Italian, it's like I go to a cafe or whatever and I get like coffee Did and I'm you? like and I'm like grazie but then when I go to Italy I'm like uh Christone, Christone. <laughs> they're just like what and I'm like no nah, grazie man just like, <laughs> like well, thank you what, what what annoys me the most is like I've been I've been hanging out with Zeshan for quite some time now but like I'm the only I, I feel like I need to start speaking Italian like and and the funny thing is like I I used to live in Albania and pretty much everybody in Albania, especially the kids, they they all inherently speak Italian for some weird. You guys fucking watch a lot of I Italian TV Albanians shows. Who spoke Italian, it's it's, it's like everybody speaks kind of like they speak first Albanian and Italian, kind of like their mm-hmm. mother tongue, and then they actually start speaking, let's say, English and other stuff. And what what annoys me whenever I go out with Zeshin, for example, is like whenever we meet somebody or whenever he meets somebody, they all switch to Italian. And I'm just like standing there like a dickhead, like literally thinking about, hmm, I need to start speaking another language. No, like talking about that, like I I must intervene. Uh, I consider myself Canadian, but I'm like probably the most fakest, non-original Canadian. And plus, if you see me, I'm, I'm not white, so it's already a giveaway. But then I speak Italian, and the thing that I hate the most is when I go to a country and I don't speak the language and everyone's just vibing in their own language, and I'm like, I do not ever want to be that person. <laughs> like, I speak English, and I speak English to yeah. Harry, and then when I see Harry, I'm going to speak English all the time. But then what happens is I go to a party and there's one Italian, I'm just like, ciao, buonasera, che dici? You know, and I like switch to Italian and Harry's hey. there like, and I'm like, there. hello. Hey, allora, come stai? Pizza, no, no, I'm afraid you've been uh, in this situation also tonight when I started to speak Italian. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, you, you, enter, you enter the place, right? The, the, the house here. And we're actually, uh, at the time of the recording right now, is like, fuck all, I don't even know. It's like almost, what time is it? It's uh, almost... God damn it, it's, it's like late. Any, anyhow, so um, I mean, we, we are basically recording this at the beautiful place and house of uh, it's a midnight up close and personal, up close and personal. <laughs> and when, when, when Anna <coughs> entered the place in the case, they're like they instantly started speaking Italian to one another, and I was just like standing there, hi, <laughs> how you doing? But then we discovered we both speak Greek, and then we switched to English, yeah, and uh, I was left out at that point. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you were kind of busy with your Google Assistant. So basically, Zeshon has done this kind of marvelous thing. Uh, Zeshon is a, a, a romantic soul. So this is what I took away from your house the moment I entered inside. So I, I entered his place, and the first thing that I saw is like that candle over there. I was actually dancing like a buffoon. So I was dancing around. He's like, why are you happy? And I was like, well, no fucking reason. It's like I just decided to be happy today. And uh, I saw the candle over there, the Christmas tree on the other end. And then Zeshun playing around and flexing his toys, like, hey, Google, how you doing? <laughs> Google, turn the lights purple or turn the lights blue or whatever. Actually, ooh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it, I didn't activate it. No, 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 no. no it's good. All right, so I was, I was afraid I was going to activate, basically, by, but just by mentioning the name of the, uh, well, of your virtual assistant. But I, I want to butt in a little bit with you, Anna. Is butting the right word? No, I actually want to ask you. So, essentially, uh, well, I mean, you seem like a well-language-driven person in the case there when it comes down to languages. Is this kind of like your background? Yeah, I studied languages, the truth is, in high school. And I was always orientated to learning new languages. And I found out that I'm a really quick learner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never thought I'm gonna learn Greek, and then one day I found myself uh, speaking Greek. Uh, it just happens. Uh, th yeah, there is a background in studies because I always, uh, w I was always interested in languages. But yeah, it's not my actual, um, let's say. Um, Forte. Yeah, it's not what I want to do in life. <laughs> I mean. Uh -huh. <laughs> Not your my, calling. My degree, I didn't study um, for becoming a translator or something that has to do with languages. It's just life. But I don't know. I ni neither of these languages was studied on purpose. <laughs> That's nice. So I just learned them. I'm actually, I'm actually jealous. Like, I mean, I, I, I all right, so I, I was born in Greece, right? So I started speaking Greek. It's my mother tongue. Then I moved. I, I, you know, I mean, in the school we had to learn English as the first language, and then we started. Uh, I had the opportunity to either study French or German. I wanted French because, well, French is easy language, and then so easy, easy, easy language. And then my family was like, oh, "No, you're gonna study German." We decided already for you, and I was like, "Well, thank you guys." <laughs> <laughs> so I started speaking German, and then when I moved to Albania. I knew fuck all about language. I had no idea what people were talking about. So I was like that common Greek guy who speaks Albanian. Now I speak better Albanian than Albanians who live in Greece. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> and that's basically pretty much how it happened though. But I, I want to go back to Zeshon. Zeshon, yeah. you consider yourself a Canadian. T tell me a little bit more about you. Like for example, what, what's your story? Because it's kind of like... So... I usually, when I go into the conversation of my existence, I usually start off with asking the person respectfully, like how much time they have. <laughs> because if you and I were in an elevator and I only had a set amount of seconds to sell my existence to you, it would be like born in Dubai, grew up in Africa, studied in Malaysia, grew up most of my life in Toronto, Stepdad's Italian, and now I'm in Greece. That's like the elevator pitch. But then, if it's like, Elare, let's have a coffee. <laughs> Daxi. 
at that point, I'm just like, so, was born in Dubai in 92, before Dubai became Dubai, so, like, when it actually had a culture, like, a, a purpose. Now, if you have a lot of money and you're like, hmm, what do I do today with this money? Let's go to Dubai. Not the country I was born in. The, the city. There we go. Grew up in Africa, Nigeria, from 96 to 2010, so African, but I'm Indian at the same time, so I was considered the white man in Africa oh, because okay. I'm not African. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then I did my university in Malaysia, consider myself Canadian because my whole mom's family is Canadian. Said that's Italian, ecco perché parlo italiano. And uh, came to Greece for a job opportunity. Do you know what's actually, uh, like, all right, I, I haven't told you this before, but like, all right, so you've been in so many different countries. Yeah. You had to travel and probably fly in continents, right? So you had to fly miles and miles to do that, right? So. How did I do that? I mean, did you even have a childhood? That, that's my first question. Like, when did you realize that you went bankrupt? So with, uh, traveling around. This is a beautiful question because especially living most of my life in Canada, with the lifestyle there, you have to make a lot of money to travel, right? Like if you yeah. if you travel all the time, you must be balling. That's the American lifestyle. The sad part, in an ironic manner, is um, I didn't do this by choice. Okay. You know, like it's not like I went to Malaysia. To have seafood and everything no i had to go there for like university and get papers and like documents and stuff and then in nigeria people were like oh you probably had a lion in the backyard and i'm like yeah i had a tiger too because i live in the jungle just to like <laughs> you know just to like make shit of it and then i was like uh, i've been to italy and everything and they're like ah oh, pizza margarita so you had the wine and everything and I'm like, yeah, of course. And I met Leonardo da Vinci and we're best friends. You know, just like... Yeah. like Michelangelo. <laughs> with, with all of these things, it's like... Um, I've learned so much, dealt with so much, and now I've come to the point where it's like, if people ask me, where are you from? What's your background? I'm like, fuck it. I'm just existing. And I'm a part of... I'm a human citizen. That's the word. Okay. But... I mean, it, it's like, alright, so you were born in 92, and you've been traveling around, it's like, you lived the majority of your life in uh, in Canada, you've been in Malaysia, I'm trying to do the math on that case, because, I mean, it, like, the, the interval between one age and the other, of you moving around, and, so, like how, how long did you, you, did you stay? In Malaysia, right? Malaysia, I was there for three Okay. But like if you take the approximate of every country I've been in, it's maximum six months or from six months minimum to six years. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you're wearing those continents and countries as a badge of honor in a way, right? Because it's it's a cool like, thing to talk about at a party. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> definitely. Like, do, do people go like, ah, I'm not going to bother with that. It's like the guy has been all, all over the place. Ah. Uh, well, it depends at what point I am of sharing my story, right? Like, uh -huh. it's, sometimes it's interesting right at the beginning, and then after that it's like, okay, we get it, you've been in the savannah, right? Okay. Um, not really, like, it's, it's hard to, to explain. So, yeah, I, I noticed 
Right, I mean, he, I asked him if he ever had a childhood in the theater. Like, have you ever had a childhood, like a meaningful childhood? Everything I actually wanted as a child, I was blessed and lucky to have. I didn't get everything else that everyone else got, but uh, everything I wanted, I got. Because I, I was actually thinking, I mean, obviously... So childhood-wise, in a nutshell, yes. No, I'm actually, I'm talking about living your, your life as a child, not from a, let's say, material perspective. No, so but like yeah, I kind of said this at the beginning. It's like I didn't have a choice. Yeah. So whatever my parents were like, okay, we got to go here, we go there. Okay, you got to do this, you got to do that. So childhood-wise, yes, they gave me everything I wanted. Wow. But uh, was that the best childhood? No. Could have been better. It could have been yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, it must have been very, very difficult, I assume. I, I don't know, you, you can tell me more. It's not really difficult if you don't know any better. So if your life is just, like, chosen for you, you think you're at the best point of your life. Yeah. So it's not bad. Why is it bad? It's the best point. I, you you know, don't in, realize in, it. In, in, in what regards, so for example, I, I left or I was forced to leave Greece at around the age of 12 or 13. It was essentially the moment my... Well, I mean, my father had moved to Albania for business uh, two years before. So two years after, what happened was that my mom was essentially, well, I mean, you know, you, you, can, you can imagine that she was pretty much like a single woman in, in that sense because she, like, w all of us were living in Greece, myself, my brother, um, and my, 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 my father's parents, etc. And my father was actually living in Albania. So... In order to maintain their marriage, my mom had to take the decision and say that, okay, after two years of actually living in a long-distance relationship, the kids need their father, and I need my husband, and we moved. But what, was, what I remember very vividly, and I had this childhood friend of mine in my neighborhood, he was actually, so I had a few childhood friends, it was like Dimitris and then Pavlos, but like, I was very, very close with Pavlos. I remember that when, he, when we packed our stuff and we placed in our, our luggage and everything uh, in, in the vehicle, which was going <coughs> to take us away, bless you. What happened was that Pablo started crying because, you know, I was his childhood friend and I was leaving. So in, in, in a way, that kind of like, it, it stigmatized me because I was like, oh, wow. I, I, I wasn't taking it seriously because I was like, oh, I was a child. I saw a friend of mine crying. I'm like, am I, am I not empathetic enough for not crying or what's Maybe going on? Maybe you are not realizing what is happening. And you were like, when you saw him crying, was like a moment of, oh my God, shit, shit is happening. Like, uh, I think that I serious, he's crying. My God, what is happening? I, I don't know, maybe. Well, I, I think at the time... It never hit you. Well, you see, this is the case. I, I think that... All right, so when it comes down to problems or whatever emotional <laughs> situation might be, I don't really think about the moment. Like, for example, and this is something that Zeshin was telling me before, before you arrived, like, he said, you, sh you, you need to ground yourself and think about the present and the moment. So, what happened was that I saw my childhood friend crying, but I wasn't processing the information. I processed it when I moved to Albania and I saw that, all right, well, you know, I'm Greek, so therefore, automatically, because I'm Greek, automatically, the Albanians were starting bullying me and calling me names, like, for example, gay or whatever, right? And when I struggled basically making friendships in Albania, that's when I basically realized that, oh my God, I miss my friends. So and it hit you later. Yeah. 
And that, that, that was the reason why I, said, I, I asked Deshan if he had a childhood, in the sense that, you know, I mean, from a material perspective, you can give a, a child, well, what does a child really need? Obviously, we need, let's say, clothes and whatever, right? But you need that kind of sentiment of love. However, though, he, he was taken away <laughs> from his friends whenever he had the opportunity to be with his friends. You know, it's like he, yeah. he was in Canada. He left from Canada. He, he was born. Where, where were you born? Dubai. He was born in Dubai before he became Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. moved to Africa. He moved to Malaysia for six years. As soon as he started making friends, then, I mean, he moved to a different country in Malaysia, right? And now he's in Greece, so he's making new friends all the time. Yeah, it's I can understand that. But no, you, no, I mean, no, do, you, do, you, do you get what I said, for example, if you had a childhood? Because but it sounds it's really, tough. It's really interesting when you highlight it this way, because it's never been highlighted for me before. It, it became like a norm, you know, like, okay, cool, we're going. So you showed it's a new adventure, it's a new journey, adapt. Oh, I really got a lot of adapting. Yeah. Like you cannot bring your bullshit with you and present it like, okay, this is who I am and deal with it. No, you're in a new country, new culture, new society, new way of being. <laughs> like honestly, like honestly, <laughs> when I was in Malaysia, because and just disclaimer, um, Malaysia is a very like religious country. Mm. So what ends up happening is they really follow the religion, you know, like the, the policies of the religion and all of that and people's interpretation of the religion. So I could not enter a taxi with a girl. Ah, okay. It's not allowed. Mm. There needs to be either another girl that's accompanying the girl and the guys there or two guys that are like somehow related like it, it's not allowed you can't and then some places like downtown malaysia like kl like kuala lumpur okay it's fine to walk around with the girl but in some remote areas it's kind of heavy but um i adapted all right. So, wh what would how how would, the, would that work out in case, let's say, the girl was married to you? Oh, then it's a different ball game because then you know, the families have to be okay with it. It's gonna be like a big ceremony. Like, let let, let me uh, so let me reclarify the question. So, how would that work out in a taxi situation? Would the taxi driver ask you if oh, you're, you're married? married? Yeah, just say yes. Oh, okay. And then it's accepted. Based on my opinion when I was there. Right. That's honestly what I adapted to. That's why I'm saying the word adapt had a lot of significance. Because, again, in Canada, um, there was a person I knew uh, that she was not religious, but her family kind of was a little bit more religious than she was. Mm. And we started having a thing but we needed to put a pause to it because we were not of the same religion okay and i'm like this is cool and everything but we're in canada yeah we're we're not in that country with the religion where it, like let's adapt i mean come on <laughs> we're adapting but um Things did not continue. One major factor being, we were not of the same religion. 
and there were further implications out of her control that we could deal with. So you're talking about childhood, you're talking about how it was, you're talking about friends and everything. All of this stuff happening um, was my upbringing. Nice. I mean, it's, it's right then to that. I, I don't know what losing a childhood is. I don't know what losing friends are because I'm like, new country, new adapt. Do you ever, let's say, I don't know, look back at your life? I mean, obviously, uh, traveling around and being in so many different countries. Like, I, I, I moved and I changed completely my life. I moved from Albania to, to Greece, for example. So sometimes I, I go back and I'm like, wow, I did that. Because, I mean, I'm Greek, right? But I don't have anybody, let's say, close to me in Athens. Or I have some relatives in Thessaloniki, for example. Like, I came to Athens precisely because I was looking for competition. So I moved without much help in the case there from one country to the other one. I was like, I'm looking back now and I'm like, wow, I made it happen. It's not far, Albania from Greece, but like still it's a completely different country. Are your parents still there or here? My parents are in Albania. Okay, cute. You came from Romania though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why Greece Eight though? Eight years ago. It's a story similar with yours because my father moved uh, here already two years before, mm -hmm. actually in Crete. Um, he was in love with Greece, so he sold his business in Romania and bought a restaurant in Crete without knowing anything about how to manage the restaurant. So he called me one day, hey, <laughs> I bought a restaurant, come and help me. But you know, I just finished university, I studied law school. But then I said, okay, like I can take a break, I can go there for one year, one season, and then I can come back. And that was eight years ago. So, and I'm still here. <laughs> what kind of a lawyer are you? Um, I'm not really a lawyer yet because I just finished university for becoming a real lawyer. We have to study another two years in, um, let's say, Baro, we call it in Romania. Baro, okay. Or whatever else you want to do, you still need have to study. So how how does law law school work? Right? I mean, I know that you have to take some certain like special uh, special um, specialization. I never pronounce this word right. Some specific courses. Yeah. So for I mean, you can be a civic lawyer you can be a lawyer that yes deals you can with be a prosecutor you can be a public notary you can be a family lawyer i don't know how it's called exactly counselor counselor you can be many things but you have lawyer? to yes but you have after you finish four years of university mm, and you take the degree you have to choose like a master and specialize in what you are going to do next. You can s become a criminologist. Uh, you can study criminal psychology. Okay. I didn't, but I would have liked. All right. <laughs> I, I so still can. <laughs> where, where, where are you interested? Like, say, for example, like, where do you wanna, where do you aspire to go? In what direction? Uh, the truth is that uh, all my childhood I wanted to become a public notary because it's an I thought an easy job and a lot of money, and it is. But then uh, Greece came and then I never went back. 
but um, lately I found myself very attractive about this field of criminology, uh, criminal psychology, psychopaths, sociopaths. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what's what's up I with women and, and psychopaths though? Like, uh, no um, joke. It's like uh, whenever I, I it's, it, it's like a massive trend on TikTok where where women go like. I don't have TikTok. <laughs> I I do, but like it's like I I see all these girls basically making these kind of short videos about their experience with uh, criminals. Uh, psychopaths, serial killers. Oh uh, my god. There are some girls who go like, <laughs> I do my makeup, like watching this guy butcher like 10 different women. It's like, what's up with that? It's like, yeah, I, I don't know anything about that. It's just a field that um, I think I would be good at. Hmm. Um, of course, I'm interested in studying it because I, I don't have any studies. Uh, specific studies, but I would like to. I get it, okay. Well, Anna, tell me a bit about your yourself in the case there. Like, um, if, if your friends would describe you, <laughs> what, what, what words would they use? Just... <laughs> um, well, the, the question's directed at you, though. <coughs> Well, I could start you off. I could start you off as funny, <laughs> sarcastic. Um, uh, I don't know, like <laughs> a pain, in, a pain in the the rear end sometimes. But your intentions are pure, so it's like things you need to hear. Um, honest. Okay. And I'm gonna pass it back to the <laughs> person. Like fuck, I don't know. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, as you can see, you had a life example of uh, what my friends would say <laughs> about me. Yeah, but uh, actually, I have a question now. Since uh, since uh, well, I mean, Anna was smart enough to throw the ball on your field. So that yeah. does her personality and does your words of encouragement change, or your description of Anna does it change based on the language she speaks? No, actually. No, it, it doesn't matter on the language she speaks because, like I was telling you earlier, she ends up speaking a language that's like a combination of everything. But the cool part is I get it. Okay. Like, I understand what she's saying. Because I kind of do the same. I don't speak the amount of languages she does. But I blend her up everything together. So the fact that she mixes it all together or she does Italian, she does English, um, it does not make me change any opinion of her. It's mm -hmm. the same. That's nice, that's nice. By the way, uh, we have a, a lovely dog, Anna's dog, Happy, and I'm not sure if Happy is stoned at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> or just asleep, it's kinda, it's kinda hard to tell, but. Uh, he's, he's an old soul. Yeah, we, we, we had, a, I mean, they had a lovely night, because I don't, I'm, I'm very opinionated about the weed and all of that. But I, I, I see Happy right now, has, he's truly happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a completely different universe. Yeah, he's actually used to this. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit more about Happy, because he seems very fond of you. Yeah, I have Happy for eight years, and he's been here, he survived. 
<laughs> I'm very <laughs> happy about this. Hey, Happy, how would you describe Anna in your own terms? I'm very curious. I, swear <laughs> to I don't you. know. I swear to you. Blink twice. Happy. He blinked twice. Right, he's happy. <laughs> he's been with me everywhere. We changed so many houses, cities, countries. <laughs> really? He was, he was always with me. So, wh where, where did you find him? Well, what's the story between you and Happy? Uh, well, I was working at my father's restaurant in the very first summer I arrived. In Crete? Yes. Okay. And uh, he came out of nowhere and he was like a small ball of fur, all wet and dirty, following me around. But the terrace of the restaurant was across the street, so okay. cars were, were passing. And I was there with the trays, with the plates going around, and he was in my feet, going, chasing me. But it was dangerous because there were cars passing, so I closed him in the backyard of our restaurant. I fed him, I put there uh, like a towel. He slept, okay. But then, night finished, I finished my shift, and I was like, okay, I have this little sweet dog behind in the yard, he was sleeping like there, he was dirty, so small. And I said, okay, I cannot put him back in the street. So I said to my father, I'm taking him home. Then I, my ex was also living with us, we were all, all living together, and they say, no, we can't, we have so much work, it's not possible to have a dog, who will be responsible, it's a big responsibility. I said, look, guys, you have to deal with this. I'm, I'm not putting him back in the street, so we have a dog. Okay. Yeah, but you know, you're responsible. Yeah, I know anyway. Like, anyway, it's not like you men will any, how take any responsibility. So, yes. Oh, okay. This was a very harsh attack. I know I'm very angry with uh, mankind now, so it's not a good moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about it. I, I, I'm very, I'm very. It came out. I'm sorry. I, so I mean, I I went I went to a party reception on Saturday, right? And <laughs> so, so we went on a party on Saturday, but I wasn't really feeling it, so I just went home and. And it was like, what happened? I was like, I was thinking to myself, man, I'm so disappointed in my generation. <laughs> What's going <laughs> oh, on? Also me, I'm very disappointed of my, it's shit, it's shit. No one knows anymore anything about true values in life. Being okay. honest, being an integral person, a piece, a piece. What is integrity? To, to watch yourself in the mirror and be proud of you. I mean, okay. no one knows respect, basic respect. Don't talk now, okay, if you treat me bad, I might answer to you at one point. And demand of a fanculo, But basic respect, basic, like, you don't become aggressive immediately. You, 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 let's, let's try to have, a, let's agree to disagree. Like, we don't have to kill each other, oh. <laughs> like, no, no, no respect, no integrity, no, everyone. You, you cannot trust anyone, anyone. And this hurts. Mm. Yeah. It's frightening. Do you, do you think <laughs> that this is like... Uh, Especially men, like, my God. All right, wow, well, all right. Well, ha what happened? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? All of them. <laughs> all of them? All oh. of them. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. So, so... The only thing is to stay single forever, to avoid it. Because I, mean, I really try to avoid it, but uh, they hurt me in different ways, but they uh, end up hurting me, like, very bad. And, um, 
I can support the kind of. <laughs> I oh. mean, it's not like I I desire the perfect man and the, I'm very I can compromise. I'm okay with that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know what to say to be honest with you. Like uh, as a as a man myself, I find myself in the other corner of the room. Like you know, I mean, I I, I was born and raised in a in a in a family which was in the bottoms, right? So my father used to tell me since I was a boy, he said like, you need to respect two things in your life, your pants, because you're a man, and your wife. So that was basically the idea that nice. I had since a child. So when it comes down to, to women, your for example. Your father rocks. <laughs> well, I mean, he certainly does. They He's don't like, respect women nowadays. I'm sorry, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> well, you well say. if you're saying you as plural, Okay, no, man, I'm sense. sorry, I know the exceptions that confirm the rule exist, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry it's a bad moment that, that <laughs> this podcast finds me in a moment I'm very <laughs> frustrated with this, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. All right, it's Harry, we just, uh, just got to deal with it. it it's, called, it's called up and per- so, sounds like a you problem to me, you, know? <laughs> you have to deal with that. No, but actually, yeah. like, realistically speaking, on, on this front myself, whenever I hear women who say, for example, that guys they don't respect me or they don't love me or whatever I, I guess it depends from the people i don't think that being evil not or don't love you they they all seem to love me in the end because they didn't give up on me let's say easy but they did never change that behavior that was hurting me it's it's this thing I so yeah you put it in the balance and yeah but you see my point on this one is uh, this one i i don't think that evil has a gender or well, i don't think that basically mistreatment has a gender yes you're right on I, that. I, yeah, I, you're I, right. I think that you have to be basically a an individual with a big heart and some people for example that they cannot control that all men with big heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like this one like think it, about it, it could exist, i need a person like with like with empathy I'm so I'm very empathic and that's my defect. I I would say this this thing. It's not a defect. I it's your. No, it's a defect nowadays. It's your weakness. I wouldn't call yeah, it. Yeah, but a it's uh, hurting. Like it's I need to weakness. stop being empathic. I don't have to care about everyone. Like, um, duh. Yeah, it, Can look, I just it's 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 ugh. this one. I, I, <laughs> I, in my point of view, Anna, it's 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 the fact that it, it's very simple. I think that people who are comfortable and happy with their own skin and their own self they can provide happiness and joy to other people as well but I- if you're a happy person but decide or choose to waste your happiness with an unhappy individual y- you you have one complete individual and an incomplete individual that's still half a human that's why i decided to stay single forever <laughs> Well, forever is forever. Like you can say that, but like after forty-five, forever. I always get in a relationship like with a very bright aura and very positive, like very cool, very. And they say somehow, in time, instead of staying like that or even improve, no. Uh huh. It um, loses its its brightness, either because. some men they want a strong independent woman but they don't know how to deal with that because they still want to be the macho man but they like the idea of a strong independent woman but they don't like to deal with that because then they feel emasculated but it's in their heads because it's not really like that 
Yeah, well, you see, it's. it's <laughs> all right, I'm going to tell you something. So I, I, I don't think that basically. <laughs> look, all right, so this is going to be a tough one. Probably I'm going to get cancelled after this one. But this is the case. I don't think that there is any, any a such thing such as independence in a relationship. Like, relationships are supposed to be a co- codependent form of, let's say, contract in a way. Like, for example, let's say you have a relationship with someone, you cannot be this independent woman that you can do whatever the fuck you want, but also... No, not, that, not by this, I didn't meant that, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, but also not to depend uh, in a financial way, in an emotional way, like, if he leaves me, I suicide myself. I cannot live a life without <laughs> him. I go to suicide. No, I'm an independent person. I, as I lived before him, I will live after him. Like uh, this kind of not independent. I do whatever yeah. I want, and he. But what do you think the problem is, though? No, of course you have to be a couple. You have to be a team. You have to communicate. You have to respect <laughs> each other. To make compromises, not only ask, only also to give support, emotional support, to be the strong one when it's needed, to be the one caring the most when it's needed but like this has to be like a teamwork <laughs> you yeah, don't always it. have to yeah, like, uh, uh, carry the uh, right, heavy so part uh, all we, the time we have the problem in this case here right but like what do you think is the reason behind this one like why is this happening or for example you're 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 a happy person why are bad things happening to you I'm, I'm not trying to put you in the spot right i'm simply trying to to, to create some sort of like a let's say bad things happening to me because uh, look, i mean bad things happen to good people right bad things happen to bad people as well it's like you yeah, know yeah but it's not like also good things happen to me it's part of life but not only to me it's not like i take it all bad things happen bad things happen to everybody yeah it's part mm-hmm. of life like <laughs> good <laughs> things happen bad things happen yeah, yeah. Uh, to everyone bad things happen it's our choices, our... It's what we end up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point uh, we take some decisions. We Even if we take the decision to ignore some red flags, some things that we don't like, we ignore them. It's everything, our choices. So, yeah, we complain, but most of all we complain to ourselves. <laughs> like, because somehow you see it coming, but you still go for it. <laughs> and then uh, you should be avoiding all of the signs, but you're like, you know what? No, I see you. I'm still going to do it anyway. I have super black sunglasses. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, literally, it's literally like the ostrich that's like, okay, if I don't see anything, <laughs> nothing bad's happening. Yeah. So they put their head in the sand and they're like, yeah, I'm protected. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, so we have a an an, an agitated, angry individual. On uh, <laughs> we have another guy. What, what are you doing with the lights? <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing. It's just how they work. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I feel like the FBI is gonna bust in any time now. So we have basically um, this kind of room lights in this case here, which. Essentially, they're flashing pink and purple and red. Yeah. And there's a Christmas tree. There's a Christmas tree. And, and there's, there's happy a... and there's candles and everything is so nice. And, and so warm. There's, there's that over there. 
that is supposed to be outside the house, illuminating the house from the outside, but it's inside the house. You can put it on the other building if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. You can see it from here on the other building. Oh, so it's like, no, me. Can I put this light? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like basically the FBI has entered the house right now, but either way, possession we're going to go back to you in the case there. All right, okay. Okay. okay so get up. <laughs> Time to record. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't blame you. It's actually very, very late in the case, yeah? What's up, Adam? Yeah, it's late. The lights are down. It's snowing. It's late. <laughs> well, like, legit, it's snowing. It's it, I get it. And I have to walk home, and I gotta go. I get so it. <laughs> well, in that case, if, for example, we've been recording for 48 minutes. Anna, how was your first experience with podcasts? Because you never had an experience before. I'm really afraid to listen to what I said. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you, Zashi? Kind of in the same boat. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking back at it, and I'm like, there were some really good points, and then I'm like, there were some points I, I should... I only spoke about it. shit and my frustrations. That's <laughs> why it's going to be hilarious to listen to, and yeah. I, I hope it was exciting <laughs> for you guys, Sorry too. for whoever has <laughs> to hear. Um, it's life, like it's life. It was, it was up and personal, but like, thank you so much we for joining. We speak in a month. Maybe. Wait, I think <laughs> there's one thing I want to share. Yeah. Um, in Rome, there's a cathedral. Yeah. That is built completely on the skulls of humans. Okay. Of Capuchin monks. It's okay. literally the Capuchin monastery in Rome, and right at the end of this. Uh, basement full of human skulls there's a plaque with three grim reapers and this is just how i wanted to sign off always on the podcast like the plaque at the grim reapers says what you are we used to be what we are now you shall soon become because they're dead and they're grim reapers so i i, I guess the outcome of uh the first episode of Up and Personal with Zeshan and Anna is that was deep. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna <laughs> die. Oh, we're all gonna die. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Thank you.